Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. Today, it is Naz and I, and we are interviewing Amanda Bible. She is the host of the Related Podcast, and she is a trainer and expert in neuro-linguistic programming, okay? That means that she specializes basically in manifestation, which you all DM me about, and Naz, too, because we are both pretty much known as pretty decent manifestors, and she's also an expert in the subconscious mind. So we're having her here today to talk about kind of like two things, family stuff and then mindset stuff. Where should we begin? Naz, where do you want to begin with Amanda? I think let's start with family stuff. Okay, cool. So when you first reached out to us to talk about how you are now, like I've known you as kind of just like girl talk girl, because I was on your podcast years ago when it was with you and your sister, Carly Bible. And you guys talked about just like, you know, sister things like we do here on this, this podcast, but now you've really switched over into like the coaching realm. All right, Amanda, let's talk about you and what you do and how you can help people with like their family stuff, generational traumas and such. So I am an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, which is essentially the science behind manifestation is how your mind works and twerks behind the scenes, essentially. <laughs> works and uh, twerks. I works and twerks. <laughs> if you get, when you get to know me, you'll know that like everything has to do with like twerking and music because I cannot <laughs> twerk, although I have, I have been trying. My husband's not really happy about the, <laughs> the progress there, but we're good. That's so <laughs> But um, essentially what happened is as I, you know, I had my, actually, Ashley, we met in 20, 20 right before my first baby was born. Right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I have a two and a half year old and a nine month old. Yeah. Because I'm like fully integrated. You crank them it. out. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. We are. Yeah. Done. I, There's yeah. no more happening. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. But like now that I'm fully integrated in motherhood, I've realized that there is just such a need for mindset for moms. Like we get all of this support as we are like in like the you know pregnancy phase and all of the things but like once we get into that fourth trimester there's not much like support out there to really help us work through all of the feelings but then on the flip side work through our feelings so that we can model excellence and model like healthy relationships for our kids because if we're feeling like (laughs) s-h-i-t then (laughs) our kids see that and then they start to repeat everything that we do and say And with, like, everything that I specialize in, the generational patterns get handed down whether we realize it or not. And it's not our fault, but when we become aware of what we do and say on a regular basis, we're able to change it. Because we can't change something we're not aware of. So an example of what 
has been a big passion of mine is like modeling, um, becoming our own best friend and modeling an amazing relationship with ourselves so that our kids can become their own best friends and talk to themselves the way that we wish we could have talked to ourselves at a young age because no one taught me how to have a positive, amazing mindset. Like I, it's something you learn, right? It's something you learn through watching others. And just an example is like, I say fuck about everything. (laughs) Me too. It's such a bad thing. But like Julian uses it in context now. That's my two and a half year old. And he didn't learn that from school. Really? Whoa. I (laughs) think that would be in the, in context and like he said so he says it which is problem number one and then two like he uses it he uses it but i don't correct him anymore because i don't you know what toddlers if you tell them no yeah (laughs) they're gonna keep doing it but whenever i forget something i go oh fuck like that so whenever he forgets something he goes oh fuck oh wow realize it's a bad word because i'm not telling him so i recently started saying oh shoot oh my goodness and now he's starting to say that okay It's wild, like how they truly are sponges. And I love that we're having this conversation because I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I really feel like you also learn how to react and emotionally regulate from, you know, your parents. And so like when I was riding, when I was learning how to ride bike with my dad, uh, you know, and this example has been in books, but you know, they say when a kid falls off a bike they actually don't know how to react and they look to the parent to sort of emulate how they react. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a parent that's like, it's okay, you're fine. Like, get up. We'll just like do it again. Then I think you just sort of absorb that as like a way to dealing with issues. And my parents had like a lot of anxiety and they would be like, oh my God, are you okay? Oh my God. Like, did you get hurt? And I've noticed that like, that's sort of what my body does when Mm -hmm. conflict like arises. I'm like, oh my God, am I going to lose this? Like, is this okay? When it's like not something that I actually feel, I think I was just sort of programmed and I absorbed and learned that that's how you should react when something goes wrong. And so you've had to like unlearn that. I've had to unlearn that. Right. So with like creating awareness around the things that we do automatically, right, is how we can begin to change them so that our new automatic response becomes something that is emotionally regulated and supportive and able to boost our kids' confidence so that it promotes like all of these positive feelings and ways of being and positive self-talk because how we react and how we talk to other people around us and how we talk to ourselves becomes our kids' internal dialogue, right? So how do you talk to yourself? Like how, do, how did you become your own best friend? Ooh, that's a great question. So it wasn't always like this. I actually um, come from a background of drug addiction and eating disorders and like all of the things where I was just like fully in the self-loathing, you know, and through my own journey and like entering into recovery, I somehow stumbled onto the personal development like space and learned that like this society's definition of what I had defined myself for so long as, which was a drug addict, isn't actually who I am. And I get to choose what my relationship with myself looks like. And through going 
through like deep inner work and defining what a positive relationship with myself looks like and defining what excellence looks like for me and what success looks like for me, I was able to undo all of the automatic programming and automatic thoughts that I had and implement tools in a couple years ago is when I actually started this whole process. Uh, I would say in like 2017, 2018, when I started to like journey into manifestation because manifestation is actually something that happens at the belief level. It's not about like waking up in the morning and saying like, I'm going to journal something. And if something, yeah. That was like when you, you were saying on one of your Instagram reels, you're like, I don't believe in affirmations. Yeah. Which I kind of like loved. That was like the mic drop. And then you're like, because it's, could just explain what what you meant by that. Yeah, why don't you and I, got, I got a lot of like f you comments about that, and I'm like, really? <laughs> yes, because people are like, well, affirmations have helped me so much, and yes, amazing, and they do help, and they're awesome, and I do them with my two and a half year old and my nine month old all the time. We do affirmations, but what I'm doing is programming it at in their belief level of like the I am statements of who they actually are, right? But if I'm gonna go and do an affirmation in the mirror today, and it's like. I am, I don't know, a super sexy multi-millionaire lady who speaks on stages and sells out stadiums. Like, that's not true. (laughs) Like, it's not actually true, right? So if we're saying something that's not actually true, your mind will actually reject it as a false statement and it won't integrate. And in fact, it creates like this backwards moving effect because you're saying something that's not true. But if we can say it in a way that is true, then it can start creating momentum towards that positive outcome or like the future, the desired space that you want to be in. Like for me, I do a lot of affirmations now um, where I affirm my, like my future self And I'll say, like, I want to be living the life beyond my wildest dreams, or I want to be feeling so, like, uberly successful. And just by adding the want, for me, creates the true statement, because how I'm saying it is actually true. Like, I want to feel that way. Okay. So there was another Instagram reel that said, like, the mind doesn't know the difference between fake and real when you are in under hypnosis. But I suppose that what you mean is that, like, you have to worded very properly it's all about how you say something for sure like if you are somebody who's in the mirror saying affirmations all the time that's great and it is helping you and it does make you feel positive however if you're saying something so outlandish that your mind is going to reject it then it will say you'll start to move away from it because it's not true it's like setting a goal way too high sometimes and you don't actually believe you can achieve it so, Does it, so there, hold on. I feel like I have so many thoughts because if you say I want something or I want to be living like the life of my dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Too Does big. that, <laughs> does that then negate? Cause then I guess I, I personally believe that we're like vibrational beings. And so yeah. you sort of want to like feel what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. But then I think if I personally said, I want to be living the life of my dreams, then that would be telling my body that I'm not currently hmm. living the life of my dream. Like it feels like that's sort of negating. Well, I Does guess that it make depends sense? on like, if you, if you, cause if you it's like it. lack, it's like focusing on the lack of it. Like that would be me focusing on the fact that I I'm not living the life of my dreams right now. Therefore, would I be attracting it if I'm not feeling it? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And I think that's where a lot of the questions came in with the reel that I had posted. Where I was like, are you saying this? It's not, um, 
by you saying affirmations, it's not actually helping you. And then I went ahead and reframed a lot of things. Now, for me, I am living the life beyond my wildest dreams. And I know that in a year from now, it's going to be even further beyond my wildest Mm. dreams. Now, if you are someone who isn't living the life beyond your wildest dreams and you want to be living the life beyond your wildest dreams, that would be a great affirmation to say. Because what happens is we have this thought cycle. And if we phrase things in the don't or in the not, when we say something negative, like if it's not something, we're actually focusing on that thing. So if I were to say to you, Ashley, don't think of the blue tray. What are you thinking of? Of course you think of the blue tray or what right. blue tray. Yeah. So it's all about how you are going to say something in order to create the thought cycle that supports that outcome. So if I were to say, like, I don't want to feel overwhelmed today. And like, that's my way of like getting out of bed to, you know, crush that frustration and start the day on a really high note. Like, I don't want to feel overwhelmed. I'm not going to feel stressful today. I'm not going to feel like I am not enough. Like, I don't want to feel that way. It's going to be the best day ever. It's not going to be a bad day. What you're doing is you're creating these pictures of all of the knots, of all the Uh things that you don't want to be feeling. Therefore, the law of attraction that you are creating or that you are um, embodying that day is of all the not things that you don't want. We got to take a minute for a very fun sponsor. It's Lumi. You may have heard of Lumi before if you listen to the podcast. We love it because it's an all body deodorant. So that means that you can use it on your pits. Your privates and beyond. and beyond, like a little like like fat folds, you know. Go don't yeah, it. I was gonna say I don't know what beyond Feeties. is, but beyond is literally anywhere <laughs> you want it to be. Use your imagination. It also mm-hmm. controls odor up to seventy two hours, so that's pretty nuts. You could literally go away on vacation, put it on before you leave, and not even pack deodorant um exactly that's what's so nice about it is because especially since i often put it on after a shower and i shower every other day Mm -hmm. i don't have to think about i know it's like a small thing but you don't have to think about deodorant between showers yeah in my case um you can put on your in your belly button you put it on your thigh folds you have you have smells radiating for your belly button some people do i'm not gonna say i do do. some people do and it was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal bo was when being like diagnosed and mistreated and all so like she knows that she made a product basically that can go everywhere and that includes your vagine so we love Mm -hmm. that it's gonna be like an unproblematic thing to put down there because you know it can be it can be touchy it's aluminum free yeah, oh, baking yeah. soda free and paraben free so we love all the free stuff and it's ph balanced for safe use below the belt we know about the ph balance and below the belt like lauren has definitely been like i think that my ph is off. yeah that's a thing and especially... i know it's a thing okay it's a thing i know it's a thing i know it's a thing but like you definitely i experienced it a lot because you know if you sleep with the wrong people and your body's like mm, no this isn't the right one they're gonna throw your ph off rejects you it rejects, rejects you. Actually, it rejects it it literally is like this doesn't blend with us okay can we go through this fun stat 12 hours after a shower the average person has an odor level of six out of ten and with lumi the average odor level is a zero out of ten it's pretty shocking pretty crazy so if you guys want to um try lumi they have the perfect starter pack and it's perfect for new customers it comes with a solid stick of deodorant a cream tube of deodorant and then two free products your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes um 
I like the wipes, little to go wipes and free shipping. So as a special offer for our listeners, uh, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with the code get it 30 at Lumi deodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack. When you visit Lumi deodorant.com and use the code, get it 30. I guess mine was more like the want word. Like instead of saying, I want to be living what what's the difference to you between saying I am living the life of my dreams and I want to be living the life of my dreams? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I actually do believe that I'm living the life of my dreams. So if, if I were to look in the mirror and my affirmation for the day is I am a multi-millionaire speaker who attracts hundreds of millions of people and sells out stadiums, that's not true. I am not a person who speaks on stages and sells out stadiums yet. So by me saying that, it's creating this disconnect because that statement isn't true. Uh-huh. Okay. But if I were to say, I want to be selling out stages, selling out stadiums, and I want to be speaking on stages, and I want to totally embody the life beyond my wildest dreams, you're then creating this picture in your mind of speaking on stages, selling out stadiums, and then you can start to create the actions in order to get there. So it's working with the law of assumption in a sense. Mm. So if when I say want, when I want something, it doesn't come from a place of lack. It comes from a place of setting my goal into the future instead of saying something and it not being true. And then I go backwards because I'm like, well, it's not true. Yeah. I, it's inter- It's such an interesting thing because I think my body feels like resistance to it. And I think it's like, if you're listening, it's like whatever works for you, obviously, right. mm-hmm. because I feel like if I said I want, that would make it seem like far away You know what I mean? Like that would make me feel like, like, I think, I think you can also go like general with statements instead of saying like, I'm on stage attracting like millions of people. Like you could say, I'm the best and most highly sought after speaker, you know, or what are your thoughts on like saying something like that? Honestly, I think that that's a great way to do an affirmation. And when you get to um, specifics onto the th- onto the things that you want to be achieving, that goes to like a whole new level of goal setting, manifestation, and then creating an action plan around it. Yeah. So when you're saying like, I think like for me, when I'm saying like affirmations, I'll I'll say something like, "I am living my healthiest lifestyle. I am a sexy badass bitch. Like mm-hmm. I am influential speaker. Like all of that feels really good for my I am statements." But the actual thing that I've achieved, if I say I am the XYZ of like selling out stadiums, like, and that's not true, then that's when it doesn't. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Because the whole point is that words don't really, I don't think we're, I mean, words and language are really important, but I think obviously feeling and vibrating at the level Mm -hmm. of what you're saying is like equally as important. So how do you, how can we make the connection between like whatever affirmation we're saying to like actually embodying it in our, in our body? Ooh, okay. So can you give me an example of an affirmation? Yeah. So if we like, we'll just use the speaker one that we were saying. So if you're, someone wants to be a speaker and they're like, I'm the best and most highly sought after speaker in the world. Like how could someone embody that? Like, do you use visualization? Like, And then, and as far as like the neuro linguistic background, like how does, do you know, like how the words go to like feeling in the body? 
Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So those are all really great questions. And like, for me, that is a huge goal of mine. Like I want to be like the female version of Tony Robbins selling out stadiums, like super sought after all of the things. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I think about that, I think about, well, embodiment, right? So in order to embody that version of myself, what is it that the sold out version of me does on a daily basis? So breaking it down into like processes almost or like actions, right? So I'm thinking, okay, sold out Amanda. What does sold out Amanda do on a regular basis? Well, she works out. She experiences like real full body joy and laughter. She looks in the mirror and knows that she is enough. She has an amazing, intimate, sexy relationship with uh, my husband, <laughs> like all of these like amazing things. Mm -hmm. Now, if I take a look at my life and like one of those things are kind of like off, like recently, which is really interesting, I actually did like this full um, life audit because I'm like, something's missing. Like we're mm -hmm. like in a stuck holding pattern right now. Like what's missing? Why am I not feeling fully embodied in the goals that I want and like the manifestations that I'm putting out there, I just felt like stuckness and complacent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I took a look at like all the different aspects of life. Now we all have lots of different parts of our lives. Like we're all, you know, have like family or friends or love or business, career, money, personal development, spirituality, home environment, like all of these things, right. That make up who we are as a human and what keeps like our wheel of life going on a regular basis. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was looking at all of these things and like making um, little notes as far as like what's most important to me. And what I realized is that like the most important areas of my life, such as my relationship with my husband, Brett was the one that was being most neglected. Right. Like I saw myself coming from a mile away. Now, I don't know if anyone here can relate to this, but like he came in from this is just an example. He came in from work the other day, not the other day, the other month, because this is when I was like, oh, my God, this needs to stop right now. And he comes over, like playfully slap my ass. And I'm like, get away from me. Like, don't even touch me right now. Like, I am covered in puke. Like, I don't feel sexy. Like, I my hands are in the dishes. Like, just stop. And I was like, oh, my God. Because, like, fully embodied Amanda is, like, when he slaps my ass, I'm, like, I'm grabbing his head and I'm, like, take me, baby. <laughs> you know? And that mm -hmm. wasn't me in that moment. And it hadn't been me for a couple of months. So when I actually brought awareness to this, the last few months have been, like, I mean, we've been, things have been great, but what I've noticed is that every other area of my life is just feeling so much more amazing and fully embodied. And now I'm really noticing where all the things that I'm putting in, like all the work feels so much more fulfilling and I'm like excited again. And I feel like revved up and juiced up. And like, when you think about all of your manifestations and all the goals that you're setting for yourself, like where are you feeling obligated and resistant and resentful, resentful? And is this something that's supposed to feel exciting? We take a quick break for our sponsor, AG1. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking I'm hungry. Um, when I get off, I'm going to eat. But when, when we get off, I'm actually not going to eat. I'm going to drink my AG1 on this empty stomach before eating anything today. I do really try to make an attempt to have my AG1 most days. It is chalk 
full of amazing ingredients. So the one that I take, it's like the daily foundation of nutrition supplement. And it has, let me go through this list of of ingredients. It's truly something. Okay, so the one serving that I just put like a scoop into water tastes good. The foundation nutrition, again, mix. It's um, got 75 high-quality vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients. When I have this drink every morning, I know that like I'm basically checking all the boxes of the good stuff that my body needs in a day. It's a one-stop shop. So AG1 replaces your multivitamin, your probiotic in in a more... Um, simple way to drink. And um, if you can just like put it all on a drink, get it down, then you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry saying, about it taking your good. vitamins. It tastes good. It's not like something that you dread. I swear to you, you don't dread it. So if you're looking for a simpler, effective investment in your health, try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs for a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash get it. That's drinkag1.com slash get it. Check it out. You've mentioned multiple times, like you're living, you're out your wildest dreams. Yes. Let the audience know what that means to you. So... It's actually like beyond my wildest dreams. Okay, so for a second here, I want you to think about what your wildest dreams are. Cause like for me, it's like, okay. Cause I was going to say like, I mean, how wild are we getting? No, no, are no. Are we just getting no, a good life or are we getting like wild? No, but it's beyond it. It's beyond anything you can dream up. Right. So the other weekend, me and Brett and the kids were just like walking around Costco and mm-hmm. we were laughing and joking with each other. And I had like this moment of just like complete and total gratitude Mm. and like peace and joy. And I was looking around and I was like, oh my God, like I could have never dreamed this up. This Mm. is beyond anything I could have ever dreamed of because of how fulfilled I felt mm. in that moment. We were in freaking Costco. I love like, that. It's like totally <laughs> the epitome of like suburban mom, like whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But like coming from a background where I literally spent every single day of my life like chasing the next drug and like self-loathing, hating myself, not wanting to be married, not wanting kids, not any of that stuff. Like that moment was just so beyond anything I could have ever imagined that that's what beyond my wildest dreams means. Okay. So I I have a follow-up then. That is so nice. Um, But do you think that achieving your personal wildest dreams is easier because you were so much lower than most people would ever consider themselves? No, because I think that everyone has a story and everyone has like their own personal bottoms and it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to resonate with the fact that like you overdosed on drugs and ended up on life support and like almost died. Like it doesn't have to be your story. And that doesn't mean that you didn't experience a point in your life where like you didn't feel like you could go on anymore. And you didn't feel like such pain or so like such a failure. Like maybe you'd resonate with the moment where you looked at yourself in the eyes and you like the mascara was streaming and you were like, how did I get here? How did I end up here? That's what people resonate with. And I'm sure you've had those moments before, but it wasn't because the 
moment beforehand was because you were out using or yeah. drinking. Or yeah. Something. And I think like, I love your Costco example because I think like that's so many people's dreams, right? Like yeah. if I was walking through Costco with my family and the love of my life and like beautiful kids, like I would feel so full. And I actually had that feeling this weekend where I went to Palm Springs with um, a couple friends and like, I just had like a great weekend and I was like, God, life is just, you know, you just have those moments. Where you're like, I feel so great and I don't need to change anything. And I'm just so present in the moment. But I think it, this sort of brings up the discussion of how big you can dream. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think, you know, the phrase like the world is your oyster is so true. And I don't think people are programmed to dream big enough. And I think it's a lot of, it's like a product of your environment. And I was talking to a friend recently about this actually, where I used to be a host for the Dodgers. And I remember we, I would have to host charity events and I, I was working this event with like a bunch of little kids in East LA. A lot of them were like, uh, you know, I think I would say like all elementary school, all like kids of color. And I remember asking one little girl, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I was just like talking to them Mm -hmm. and she was like, I want to be a parking ticket, like person like my mom is. And I remember just like feeling, I was just like, it's just a moment I'll never forget because I remember feeling just so lucky that I grew up in a house and, and that's totally fine. And that's an amazing profession. (laughs) If she wants to do that, I'm sure she'll be great at it. And we need people like that in the world to do things like that. It just it made me recall my childhood where my dad would tuck me into bed and be like, you can be president of the United States one day, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think it's important like to check in with yourself and like, ask yourself, how big are you dreaming? And and what do you think? your potential is and is it a product of how you grew up you know is what you're doing what you thought would be your wildest dreams when you were little and to i think it's just important to check in when it comes yeah. to that stuff amanda before you respond i want to say that I, I, the same some yeah. like daz and i had similar upbringings in that sense mm-hmm. whereas like my husband i don't know that i don't know that it was his parents or if it was just something that like somebody or something like put into his brain but he also was just like you're gonna live a great life but you're gonna stay in rhode island and you're gonna have a very similar life to all the family around you and you are gonna work like a nine to five and you'll make ends meet but like never like he was almost like i don't know again i don't know what instilled this in him but thought that like he needed to stay very realistic about like what you turn out to be and that was a very practical and like healthy thing to do to like not set set your expectations too big which i find to be like very sad and i was always this is like always like something that we kind of we never argued over but it was like one of our only like fundamental differences um i just remember this one fight it's like the only fight fight that i can remember us having it's like i think i was looking at houses in rhode island this was like years ago before we were even married and he was like you know that like we're never gonna have a house like that like we're not going to be able to afford that. And I'm like, wow, why would you ever say that? Like that freaks me out about you yeah. that you like have this, I like a how, ceiling almost like this. Yeah. Ceil- like, totally. Yeah, like like this he gave is, himself this ceiling. This is the best like, it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Jared, like, are you kidding me? Like why, how can you think like that? Like our children will never be programmed to think like this. Right. 
And um, we, the house that we live in now is is more than he ever imagined. That beyond be his wildest dreams. Beyond his wildest <laughs> dreams. And he also thought that, you know, he'd always work at a restaurant. He would never own his own. But now he owns his own. And, like, he wow. has proven over a number of years that, like, his ceiling is way higher than he ever imagined it yeah. to be. And you were and, probably a huge instrumental part yeah. of that, which is really All I cool. want. Oh, yeah, yes. And it's very special. I mean, I'll give myself credit for this. I don't think that he would have, and my his family's even like, he wouldn't have done that or this or that if, you were, if it weren't for you. But um, yeah, so sorry. I just wanted to personalize that a little bit because it really did strike um, a relatability chord with me. I think that men just tend to be more, like at least in my experience, men have more r- realist. Yeah. I think my husband defines himself as a realist approach. Because it's, they're masculine, right? Like masculine is like the do, 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 do. And the feminine is more about like going with the flow and aligning and like reaching for the stars and all of that stuff. And I am very much like you, Ashley, where I'm like, you said that we are what? We're not going to be able to afford that? Like, let's check, check it before we wreck it, dude. Like, let's figure this out because Mm -hmm. where did you learn that from? Because that is not getting passed down to our kids. (laughs) Yeah. And that that gets us into like limiting beliefs you know because I didn't my parents never really had like a lot of money growing up and like I worked really hard but I even I feel like even me this is a perfect example I'm like a huge dreamer I want to be the best and most highly sought after tv host I am the best and most highly sought after tv host she really is or slash should be that's my affirmation um thanks Ashley but Mm -hmm. I remember like talking to my friend Jesse Israel who I adore and like he runs this thing called the big quiet and Oprah would take him on tour and he would like open up her tour with like mass meditations. It's really cool if you Google it. But I remember talking to him about wanting my own interview show. And he was like, the way you're talking about it to me, you're, it sounds like it's happening like 10 years from now. And I think in my head, I was just thinking like Oprah's trajectory, right? Like, I mean, not Oprah's trajectory because she had her own talk show actually at my age yeah, right but, now. But you know, yeah, when you think of like, time. yeah, like you think of people who have like that pedigree and illustrious career, but that's so antiquated now, you know, like now mm-hmm. there's young people that have their own show and people's yeah. podcasts are popping off. And so it, he was like, I think you could have it like this year. And like, whether or not that happened this year, it was such a beautiful reframe. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, wow, I never thought that it could like, you know, happen. And I think we, I don't know. We just have these weird limiting beliefs. I also thought I would never have an assistant. I was like, that's something that like rich white people had like Mm -hmm. growing up. And also something I thought that I would have years from now. And now I have one, you know? So I just think it's like, I think I just want people to like not have limiting beliefs. What are your thoughts on limiting beliefs, Amanda? Well, they get passed down and I believe that most of them aren't even ours to begin with. Right. It's, it goes back to our conversation about modeling and what we learn from other people and from like whether it's our parents or our teachers or grandparents, caregivers, all of the things like we take on these beliefs as if they're our own um, 
So between the ages of zero and seven, children are actually like these walking subconscious minds, essentially. Like they don't have the ability to logic and like add logic or reason with things. So for example, like the other day, Julian um, went to the pantry and he's like, mommy, I want my gummy bears. And I'm like, I'm sorry, honey, the gummy bears are still sleeping. When they wake up, we can, you know, have some gummy bears. And he was like, oh, okay. And then like he continued about like his day. Like he, he doesn't have the logic yet to know that like gummy bears aren't actually sleeping or that, you know, the hungry hippos downstairs are going to sleep. So we have to go upstairs to bed now. Like, he doesn't understand that. Yeah. But that also goes to the sense of, like, they model what we do. And an example of modeling other than, like, the fuck thing was that my husband every morning, like, shaves in the mirror. And Julian will, like, go on over and he'll pretend to be, like, doing the same thing oh with the Oh, my God. That's cream. so cute. It's so cute. But he is doing it and he doesn't know why he's doing it. He it's doesn't just, know the he, reason yeah, behind it. He just wild. sees it, right? The same wow. thing that he hears what I say and then he says fucking context, not knowing why he's saying it, just knowing that this is what mommy says when this happens. Oh, I'm going to train my kid on meditation as soon as they wake up every morning. <laughs> right? But like, that goes all the way every down morning. The, whole, the whole rabbit hole of limiting beliefs. Yeah. So if you're like seeing your mom like in the – like every Monday morning waking up and saying like I'm going to start the diet today. Like I – you know, I have to lose the last five pounds. I'm not skinny enough yet to fit into these – like into these clothes. Well – and she's saying that out loud or like talking to herself a certain way in the mirror. Like this is what you're going to learn as a child that mm. like the diet starts on Monday and I have to be a certain figure in order to sit to fit in a certain kind of clothes or whatever the case may be. Right. So limiting mm. beliefs are born not because of um, we decided them. It's because they're passed down through generations. Yeah. Did you do you remember your parents saying certain things? I do. I remember their relationship. I remember that it wasn't one that I would potentially want to have in my life and that, you know, set the whole phase of toxic relationships until, you know, I was told that I don't have to live through toxic relationships, that I get to be happy and like it doesn't have to be like this way or that way from like a man for a man and a woman. Um, I remember my mom every Monday morning saying that she was going to go back on Jenny Craig or back on Weight Watchers. And then by wow. Friday, it was, you know, a whole another thing and that her diet was going to start on Monday again. And like, I love my mother to death and I loved my dad so much. And that is not to say that they didn't do the very best that they could because they were amazing parents. And we all come with our own set of limiting beliefs and it's not like they did it on purpose, you know? Yeah, of course. I also I also specifically remember too, and this was actually a pattern of mine up until recently, that anytime that my mom would go shopping, she would go and hide the receipts and the packages before my dad oh. got home. Oh. So I started to do that with my husband. Whoa, and no I actually, way. And this was like this whole other rabbit hole of like money mindset and the way that I was programmed around money and that daddy was going to get mad if he knew that we went shopping or whatever the case may be in that, in that sense too. And I realized that that was a pattern that I had in my own life with my husband too for quite some time. That's wild. Yeah. It really is crazy. We're just like sponges. We're going to take a quick break for one of our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you guys ever felt like lost? <laughs> All the time, Naz. I'm what? lost every day of my life, every minute. Okay, and I'm so, so thankful that I can talk to you guys 
but I also can talk to my therapist on BetterHelp, so they don't um, they don't judge. They don't judge. I don't. And that's what I love about therapy. But I still think that a therapist is super smart to have. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to have a third party. Yeah, when you're when you're talking to your friends or family about anything you're going through, I feel like it's it's really hard to like not be judged. But I every time I'm in summer, like we're in summer right now, I feel like I'm always like, who am I? <laughs> like there's like really? this period I'm of like, time. Do, do I have to work? That's my summer brain. Oh my God. Mine mm. is just like, I'm so busy in the beginning of the year. And then when fall hits, there's like a lot of momentum and summer is a time like to slow down, which is great. But Anyways, I wanted to bring this up because BetterHelp is a therapy service. If you guys have never heard of it, you probably have if you listen to our podcast. And it's affordable and it's really convenient. And when you're dealing with decisions around your career or relationships or you're feeling lost or maybe you're feeling stagnant because it's summer and there's not much going on like I am, it's a resource you can use to stay connected to what you really want while you're just trying to navigate life. Um, And I feel like talking to a therapist really gives you that confidence and like excitement you need to trust yourself to make decisions that align with where you want to go in life. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and it's going to match you with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time, no additional charge. So if you don't jive with them, it's totally fine. You can like date therapists. So let therapy be your map with better help visit betterhelp.com slash get it today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash get it i wanted to ask you about um energetically chasing someone <laughs> actually you wrote yeah. how to get anyone obsessed with you text you back that you and have I a think- reel on this as well <laughs> and i go amanda i think that this can work for sure if the guy or the girl or whatever is already semi-interested. But you can't make somebody who just has wants nothing to do with you text you. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So the way that I actually learned this through, like, I don't know, going down the rabbit hole of TikTok one day, too. And it oh, all comes God. down to, like, your your sacral chakra and, like, your desire, like, your desire space, which is interesting because I noticed everyone in my household today was wearing orange. And that's, like, the actual, like, Whoa. the same right? Isn't that interesting? I love that. Um, it's favorite so I'm like, I need to tap into that today. I wonder if it means anything, anything more than just having I love orange. creativity inside. I do too. Um, but essentially when we're energetically thinking about and chasing someone, there leaves zero room for them to come, come back at you because you're like, you're there all the time. So there's actually this meditation that I recently did with a couple of clients and also my sister where you close your eyes and you put your hands on your belly and you just should we test and- this out should i like see to? if my husband's gonna text me right now as he's on the oh my golf God, course let's do it <laughs> and i think it's important for you to also to also mention that it's not like all of a sudden like the president is going to text you on your phone or yeah. someone who you've never it, this spoken. isn't like manipulative energy it's like intentional it's and yeah it's, yeah it's kind of like a cord cutting too because like when you cut the cord of like energetically being attached to someone it leaves space for the cord to be re- connected right Mm -hmm. but if it's already happening like where where's the where's the desire there right like it's almost like um you ever hear of like people chasing someone else and they're just like leave me the fuck alone like kind of yes i did it on national tv (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So basically you're calling all of your power back to you and you're imagining, like I, I like to do it with breath and just breathing into my belly because it brings you into that calm, cool and collected and like really tapping into, um, like your mind and like the mind body connection. So when you breathe into your belly, you're just breathing in and out and then you call your power back to yourself and you're imagining at the same time that this orange bright light is getting bigger and bigger and bigger behind your belly button and you'll say to yourself, I lovingly and peacefully call all of my power back to me now and you think of that person as you're repeating that mantra in your mind and you're going to imagine that there's an orange ball behind their belly button as well. And that the orange ball leaves their belly button and comes back to yours. I wish I had like, this trick a decade ago. Yeah. So you just keep thinking that. You keep imagining It's an orange that. ball or an orange... Ball like, of light. Ball of light. Okay. An orange ball of light. Like so you picture growing. it behind their belly button. Because that's then... where your sacral chakra is essentially, right? So you want to think it, about like, where that is. Got and then it. it comes back to you. And you're imagining all of your powers back to you now. And you're thinking about who you're taking the power from. Mm-hmm. And then just who, leave who it are you there. taking the power from? Are you taking the power from the guy that you want to be text back from? Yeah. Or, yeah, like, you or know, when you, give away, when you give away your power, Ashley, essentially, oh, yeah, you're like saying, when you're taking trying to sort of chase okay. someone. Yeah, you're not yeah. being as attached or the, your feelings and emotions aren't as contingent on like what your relationship is like with that person. It's essentially, yeah, it's essentially calling. It's realizing that everything you have already is within you and mm-hmm. it isn't dictated by the the validation External of receiving the text yeah things. from somebody yeah, else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then how long do you do that for? A couple seconds. You can do it for a couple minutes. It just depends on how much time you have. When I did it with my sister a couple of weeks ago, we did it for like a minute. And then when she was ready, she opened her eyes. When I do it with myself, it's like five to ten seconds because it's automatic now. I'm like calling the power back to me now, doing a little snip, snip cord cutting, like imagining that there's a silver cord attached to them and just kind of like lightsaber that shit and like detach it. Um, and then other people do like a whole long, like it'll be incorporated into like a longer meditation. So it's really about the amount of time that you have and just energetically cutting, cutting the cord. So, have you seen this work in action? Yeah, many times. Yes, <laughs> many times. In fact, it, while we were doing the meditation with my sister a couple of weeks ago, and she like goes to open her eyes, the text came through. Like, That's it, wild. no joke. It was on her phone when she opened her eyes. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love when shit like that happens. Uh, okay. I, I I believe that I have to get somebody, a friend, to try this the next time that somebody, I, somebody's in a pickle with a boy yeah. or whatever, uh, we're going to, I'm going to implement this. My friend is talking about going on a date while she's visiting me, and I'm going to make sure that he texts her back afterward because sometimes she has an issue with that. And we're going to, we're going to put this to the test. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just assume, work with the assumption that he will text me back and this is how it's just going to be. All right. Exactly. All right. right. So we got, we got that for the single girls out there. And now for the moms, (laughs) how do you, you said that you have a trick to prevent a toddler meltdown. You must let me in on this. (laughs) It's all about making sure your child feels like they're in control. Okay. So uh, toddlers are freaking 
animals. <laughs> like yeah. they're amazing and awesome and fulfilling. And I freaking love Julian. I love Cameron. They're like my <laughs> heart and soul, but they are just another level, man. And they are control seeking creatures. Like to the point where like you have, it's like for me, I have to say to Julian, like, okay, are we eating the banana with the skin? Do you want to peel it yourself or do you want mommy to break it in half so you can hold it and eat it on your your own? Do you want to use the blue spoon or the green spoon? And it's about giving choice or that, at least the illusion of choice yeah. for him, for him to feel like he's making a He's decision, sort of in control. That he's still in control. But if I were to say, okay. Julian, do you want to eat breakfast? He'd be like, no, I don't want that. Like, okay, so Julian, would you prefer to sit in the black booster today or would you like to sit in Cameron's high chair and watch Coco Melon as we eat breakfast this morning? And he'll be like, ooh, Cammy's high chair. <laughs> <laughs> right? So just giving the illusion of choice, like the reel that I did with the toddler tantrum was mm-hmm. he legit, like he fought me with taking his pajamas off. Yeah, it's so, always about clothes going on and off. It's the worst part of my day, to be quite honest. It's like I remember I hating that when I was a kid. Like my mom would put pantyhose on me, and I would be like <laughs> being trapped or going to jail. I don't know why. That's yeah. what it felt like. It's just annoying, right? But at the same time, like you're not going to school in your freaking like eggs and toast pajamas, sir. Like we're just <laughs> I think not we doing have that, that pair too. <laughs> yeah, we're like no, it's like literally kicking and screaming. So I'm like, take two things out, give them options, they pick, and then I'm like, excellent choice. That was an mm. excellent option you chose. Wow, Julian, good job. Now let's go ahead and put on these clothes. Would you like to be standing or laying down when I put on your shorts? Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And then you also said something along the lines of like, even if they are frustrated, Mm -hmm. you, and then you're frustrated because they're just screaming that you should never show your frustration. To an extent, right? So we don't want to respond to their action in the way that we don't want them responding. Does that make sense? So like if they hit so, for example, and this is extreme, and this I do not hit my kids. I'm just yeah, I know, this I know example. what you mean. So, yeah. if Julian were to smack me, and yeah. I said, "No, Julian, no hitting," and for that, you are going to be hit, right? So, I'm telling him to react to anger with the thing that I'm telling him not to do by yeah. showing him this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So, right? help me with this. Yes. When. Uh, my kid just loves to throw food like he'll eat a good amount and then i think when he's starting to get full or like disinterested in the food Mm. he throws it like violently like with tood he's just like for our listeners who watch on the patreon patreon and then like (laughs) and then he'll look at me directly in the eye and go oh my god that's so evil it's so evil like, yes, because I'll be like, don't throw the food. Do not do that. And then he looks at me and goes, 
it's oh like God. a comedian almost and then like oh my God. i know that he also like wants to feed lois and i'll be like don't feed lois and then it's like he like dangles dangles it there he goes, yeah but ashley do you notice the words that you're saying I know. Don't. What am I so good? Okay, so, so what she was saying, every word, don't throw you, the food. You give him options. An all just done saying. plate. So, so do you want to eat any more? Finished. Here's your all done plate. When you're finished with your food, put your food on the all done plate or put your food on the table when you're finished. So I actually struggled with that too because he would throw his shit everywhere and it drive me nuts because I'm like on my hands and knees scrubbing the floor. Yeah. Ridiculous. Thank God for dogs being the first um, dustbuster and then yeah, like bringing right. out the actual dustbuster to get <laughs> yeah. what she doesn't get. Right. So you're give them choice, but in phrase it in the way that you want in what you want them to do. So remember how I said they're walking subconscious minds and our minds don't process negative. So when you're saying don't throw the food, they're yeah. thinking throw food. Okay. And, and then you're saying don't feed Lois and he's saying feed Lois in his head, right? <laughs> right. So you give him the option of like you can when you're all finished with your food, put it on the all done plate or let's try putting it on the table so it's easy to clean up. So instead of saying don't make a mess, let's keep things nice and clean. Um, I started to do that with Julian, and now we have our all-done plate when he's finished. I love that. So then he plate. puts the I want food on a different plate. plate when he's done. Yeah. I don't think he's going to understand this at 17 months, though. I started with Julian when he was a year when we were doing like actual food, like when we moved from puree to actual yeah. food. Yeah, um, it took it took a little while for him to grasp onto it, but I would say like after a couple of weeks of just reminding him when food's all finished, we put it on the all-done plate. But I think that he likes the drama of it. Maybe. <laughs> because he's try so it. dramatic like me. He's like, yeah. let's I make, make a show. Too. It's like, dude, it's like they look you in the eyes yeah. and then they laugh and do the very oh, thing. Yeah, he's not totally do. laughing. Yeah. So, so today. Funny. Yeah. But you have anyway. to just remember that kids want to do, they, they are also testing boundaries, mm. right? Kids are mm. testing boundaries. Right. But they want to make mommy and daddy happy and they want to make mommy and daddy smile. And that's why they, like, if you're like for me, like I would laugh every time that Julian would do that. And it got to a point where my husband was like, stop that. Yeah, so I, I stopped the laughing and then I started to implement like the rules, like here's the all done plate, here's this, here's that. And, mm-hmm. um, good job. And I would totally like reward him, not with like a lollipop or anything that comes with like other negotiations, but you know, like clapping or being like, good job. when he does things that he should. All right. Well, thank you. I will try this and also get back to you on this one too. We have two homework assignments. <laughs> all right well amanda thank you so much for joining us if people want to get more tidbits from you i know that you have a ton of instagram reels like the ones that we have mentioned today Mm -hmm. on your instagram which is inner beauty bible and that's bible with a b-y-b-e-l i love your last name yeah i know it's so nice so good and you also have the podcast which you can just type into the podcast app called related Anything else that we should know? Yeah. Anything else you want to plug? Um, I have a tapping, EFT tapping with oh, mamas right. and minis where we are going to be going over age appropriate techniques to use with your toddlers all the way up to preteen, um, working on mama mindset and learning the foundations and fundamentals of emotional freedom technique, which is tapping that I use with Julian on a regular basis. There's a live workshop coming up on July 6th, so you can totally check that out. And if you can't join us live, there's going to be a replay. 
play if you ladies want to Yeah, come. where do people sign up for it? Innerbeautybible.com. Amazing. Wow. Yay. Thank you so much for these yeah, little thanks tips. Thanks so much for joining us. We loved we'll looking at you. everyone watch on Patreon so you could see her amazing feather wall behind her. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> I love so it. So cute. Thanks, Thank Amanda. All right. Bye. Bye. I don't get it. Podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.